Welcome back to the Advent Calendar House, the podcast where the seasons are perpetually stuck, but we're all dealing with it rather nicely. Unlike the cast of today's topic, so let's hop, hop, hop back to 1981 for our first trip to bear country in the Berenstain Bears Easter Surprise. I am giant vat of chocolate shaped like an enormous baby chick, Mike Westfall. And joining me is TV's sassiest Easter bunny. Please welcome back Emily Rowley. Hey, Emily. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good to hear from you again. (laughs) And before he hooks up his candy conveyor belt to his old car and knocks us all off the Skype call, please welcome Alan Johnson. Hey, Alan. Oh, hey. I was promised jelly beans. I hope there's jelly beans here. Uh, I gotta find them, but I'm sure there are some. (laughs) I caught some in the cabinet still. Perfect. Uh, Thank you both for joining me. This one, Emily, you mentioned to me last year. We did that episode in the Tale of the Bunny Picnic, and the minute we stopped recording, you brought up, hey, have you ever seen the Bernstein Bears Easter surprise? And I immediately had to put it on my schedule for this year. Yes, I've successfully harassed you into letting me be on your podcast two years in a row now. Perfect. So is this, uh, there were, what, five of these specials before they got an actual Saturday morning cartoon series. Is this the one that pays the least amount of rent in your head out of those five? Um, This is the only one that I know. Like, this one was huge for me when I was a kid. I don't, like, I was not a Berenstain Bears kid. So I don't know why this is such a large chunk of my childhood, but the VHS got worn out. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Yeah, this is definitely the one I've seen the most. Uh, Alan, you were very excited when I brought this up. Tell me about your history with the Berenstain Bears. Yeah, uh, so I just watched it today for probably the first time since I was a child. Um, But I, same with Emily, like this, this is so iconic to me from my childhood. I was a Berenstain Bears kid. I definitely called it Berenstein Bears, uh, even though, you know, and I'm sure we can talk about that. But uh, um, but I I read the books. I, I watched. Uh, I, yeah, I think I watched the, the the like regular cartoon show. But this is the one that like just is so stuck in my brain, specifically the if you want something done, you got to do it yourself song. Yes. That is just so memorable to me. And sometimes like to this day, uh, I would think of that song anytime anyone said something similar to that like you know uh if you want something done you gotta do it yourself i would i will uh, i will immediately think of papa bear with his dumb little carrot ears um <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah I, I i rewatched it today for the first time and like remembered so little aside from that song um <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah it was it was crazy it was it was a it was a ride uh i forgot how how there's rhyming couplets. I forgot that there was uh, several other songs, though that, that makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, what a what a odd little what an odd little video. The, I actually looked up the uh, Emily mentioned the the VHS, and yeah, I looked up the the cover art of the VHS, and that just wave of nostalgia as I saw that cover art because that uh, as well we we had the VHS. That's how we watched it. So yeah, okay. This is one that my parents taped off the TV because. That's how we, that's everything. It's all just like eight hour VHS tapes that are crammed with stuff like this. I actually, that, uh, my grandfather, that's actually a way I watched a lot of 
uh, old classic cartoons, old TV shows, old movies as well. My grandfather would, if he saw something on TV that he thought the kids might like, he'd pop in a VHS and record it nice. to the point where he had a whole library mm-hmm. of VHS tapes with numbers on them. And then a little booklet that had, you know, on tape one, you will find oh, wow. Wizard of Oz. You will find the Care Bears movie, you know, like. And so we would go over and we'd open up the little booklet. And be like, what do we want to watch today? And we'd find the like he he went all out. He was great. He was a good man. Your grandfather made his own TV guide. Exactly. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, so for me, out of this, these first specials, this was the one I remember most vividly. Uh, but before we talk about the Easter special, let me back up a little bit to quickly discuss the history, the history of, of the, of the Bears, 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 Bears. Bears. And as you mentioned, I am very consciously and intentionally trying to pronounce that right because <laughs> I sure as heck didn't growing up. Yeah. People think, is it a Mandela effect? No, we were all just idiots who couldn't read. That <laughs> can be the answer. <laughs> it's got to be. Yeah, I mean collectively uh hebrewing it up for some reason yeah uh so they were created by philly natives stan and jan berenstain first appeared in the 1962 children's book the big honey hunt which was one of my favorites that my dad would read to me growing up uh then their editor a guy named dr seuss Mm-hmm. told them, write about a different animal. There are already too many bears in kids' media. So they did. They started writing about a penguin, and then Dr. Seuss called them back and said, never mind, we're selling the hell out of the bear book. <laughs> Direct quote. And so the bear family was here to stay, eventually starring in hundreds of books and five TV specials, beginning with 1979's The Berenstain Bears Christmas Tree, which surprisingly is the one I watched the least because I don't think my parents ever taped that one. Hmm. Uh, This is the third of those specials. They also did one for Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day, and baseball. (laughs) Everyone's favorite holiday. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But the Berenstain Bears Easter surprise, not to be confused with the Berenstain Bears and the very first Easter, which is a much more recent book published in 2019, retelling the death and resurrection of Jesus, who is also drawn as a bear. That's Ah. what Google showed me when I was looking for this. Wow. And then I added the year 1981, and then I found it. So Uh, debuted on April 14th, 1981. But it's the first chronologically, because this story begins before Sister Bear was born. We get this sort of rewind at the beginning. It's like, isn't springtime great? But there was one year when the seasons got stuck. Let us turn back the clock to when Brother was the only cub on the block. When the bear's treehouse wasn't nearly so grand. And a very strange thing occurred in Bearland. One thing that caught my eye as we flash back is the bear's treehouse where they live isn't as big, so their house biologically continues to grow with time. I don't know why I didn't pick up on that when I was a kid. I love that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that I didn't catch it either, but yeah, like the longer they're there, the nicer their house gets. They're carving out new rooms and, and, and the house goes upward. How massive is this tree to comfortably house a family of bears? And also, like, the the implication there, to me, is like, 
this tree grows really fast because trees go pretty slow, they from do. my understanding. Yes. <laughs> right. So like the, the difference in size from the opening to the flashback seems like hundreds of years to me. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right. So are these immortal bears? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> they they have very simple names. They're Papa, Mama, Brother and Sister. Yes. So that also implies there's no other uh, named bears in this world. Right. Even though Perhaps. they know an entire village of bears. <laughs> they all move in. Uh, in the books, like, OK, we're following Brother Bear in this special. Who is still called Brother Bear here, even as we rewind before Sister is born, despite not yet being a brother. Oh. In the books before he had a sister, he was Small Bear. Oh. And then Baby Sister sort of just WandaVisioned up to a kindergartner, and now he's Brother Bear. Right. Very mild spoilers <laughs> for WandaVision above. But, uh <laughs> WandaVision and uh, uh, the Bernstein Bears share many similarities, but we don't need to get into those. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I'm going to make a 20 minute YouTube video with many red circles and yellow arrows. There it That's is. right. <laughs> Start pinning right. my corkboard. Don't forget to hit that bell for notifications. There it is. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> Uh, I also I also one thing I, I like not to jump around too much. No, one ahead. thing I just wanted to mention is the fact that Papa Bear has a Model T Ford vehicle. Yes. Which implies, again, the implications in this special are just wild to me. The implication <laughs> that Henry Ford exists in this world. He's also a bear. He's, yes, he's also a bear. If Jesus is a bear, then everyone's a bear. There yeah, it is. It's just a bear, a bear alternate universe, as it were. Yep. And despite being named Papa Bear, he does have a middle name. So clearly he was ha- like intended to be born as the Papa Bear. Right. <laughs> Papa Q Bear. <laughs> Papa Q Bear. Now, that's got to be just like a, a, a nod to that's a that's a pretty famous like cartoon thing, right? Like uh, Rocky Q. Uh, isn't it Rocky Q and Bullwinkle Q? No, there's his J. Oh, right. It's J. Right. I was confusing J and Q. Yeah. I thought there was some other cartoon that did Q, but I don't know. I'm thinking of John Q. Public for some reason, but that's not a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hypothetical voter. <laughs> uh, so the voice of Brother Bear is Noel Johnson. That's K-N-O-W-L Noel. I have many questions. There's so much I need to know. Where do we come from? Where do we go? How does the sun shine? Why do rivers flow? Who only acted through 1991. His last acting role is Toy Soldiers. He was a kid named Phil Donahue in that movie. (laughs) That I don't remember because, like, was it? I think it was both Corey's and Sean Astin and a bunch of people. But... Not Sean Aston, Will Wheaton. He was probably there, too. I don't remember. <laughs> Wait, what's... I don't know if I know Toy Soldiers. I know Small Soldiers. I, no, Toy oh. Soldiers is where they're at, like, uh, a boy school and that gets taken over by terrorists. Oh, oh my. <laughs> and these kids, like, outsmart the terrorists. It's been years since I've watched this, clearly. <laughs> Wait, so it's not even about Toy Soldiers? No. It's not like a... No. <laughs> I definitely pictured them using toy soldiers to take down the terrorists. <laughs> Man, I wish. 
Uh, but besides this, I know Noel Johnson best from Steel Magnolias as Julia Roberts's brother, Tommy. Oh, wow. So it's that guy. That's so weird. I was so going to bring up Steel Magnolias for a completely different reason. Oh, oh, now <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, we got I got the VHS of this movie and I watched it over and over. My parents also uh, would like rent movies and illegally record them onto VHS tapes, <laughs> and that was our library. Yep. One of which included Steel Magnolias. And I watched that movie and I couldn't have been more than like eight. And I watched it every single day for like months. Like what weird little kid wants to watch like Olympia Dukakis and Field <laughs> and like diabetes drama. Anyway, was obsessed with Steel Magnolias. And there's a scene at the because the movie begins and ends at Easter. Mm. And there's a scene <laughs> right at the beginning where they're loading like crate after crate after crate of dyed eggs for a church Easter egg hunt into the back of a car. Um, and something happens where like, it's like literally a trunk full of Easter eggs and they wind up like something happens and they smash the trunk down and like destroy all of these eggs. And there's a scene in this movie as I was watching where like when Papa Bear's apparatus goes awry, where he winds up like in a pile of destroyed Easter eggs. And I was like, what a weird through line from my childhood. Wow. (laughs) Well, and now there's, there's the common thread. That's amazing. Yeah. No, uh, they teachers put that on for us when we were on some school trip and we had a charter bus and I guess someone brought a VHS tape of Steel Magnolia. So that's what we watched. <laughs> Still one of my favorite movies. I haven't watched it in a very long time, but uh, I have never seen it. Um, and I probably will one day. But uh, <laughs> all I remember is all the confusion people would have when I would tell them my favorite film is Magnolia. And they would be like, <laughs> Oh, that's weird. Because <laughs> they thought I was saying steel magnolias. <laughs> and so so I have a little bit of a bone to pick with the movie Steel Magnolias for always causing that confusion. So maybe that's why I've never watched it. <laughs> they are. Exactly. They're pretty similar. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Both end with frog reins. Um, <laughs> So Brother Bear's on his way to deliver lunch to Papa, who's chopping wood at the other end of the forest. <laughs> it's a hike to reach him, passes by a small gang of friends, including a frog, a firefly, and a bunny. Guess which one shows up later? Other than these guys, Brother's a rather lonely young cub and a rather inquisitive young cub, which leads us into our first song of just him asking Papa Bear a bunch of questions like, where do we come from and why does the sun shine? Why is water wet? Yes. Uh, and Papa's evading all of these and just politicians non-answer to everything. Those questions are too easy. Give me harder ones. I'm very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Those questions are too easy. They're just not tough enough. I'm prepared to deal with much more challenging stuff. I know all the answers. The who, what, why, and where. Just as sure as my name is. Oh. God. Papa, you bear. Yeah, what a dum-dum. What a, <laughs> what a dum-dum Papa Bear. <laughs> Some of those are easy questions, Papa. And and he acts like... I, I love the animation choice to have the question mark, like the neon... Yes. Not neon, but like the flashing like right. question mark eyes where it's like causing a short circuit in his brain like <laughs> like ah what my son asked me where where we come from 
what will I do? Oh no. <laughs> okay, here's my here's my general thought about all of the songs. Okay. Um, they're all very weak. <laughs> um, they're not catchy. They're not memorable, except pop it up, pop it up, pop it up. You've got to do, it, do yourself. it yourself because that's stuck in my brain for low these 30 years yes. or however, however long I've been on this planet. Um, and, but all the other ones are just very it's like there's no real hook to them. If that makes sense, like they're just yeah. like you know it's yeah they're just very simple i guess so uh so i i was not impressed with the songs <laughs> yeah i would agree um <laughs> <laughs> they're they're brief and they move the plot forward and that's about it yeah this is probably the least memorable song in the special but i did carry a vivid memory of just the end of just papa cuber mm, right yep just forever uh yeah, well, and that's the other thing. He forgets his own damn name. <laughs> he does. An idiot. An imbecile. <laughs> like the first time he has to, like his his son has to remind him of what his own name is. And then the the end, he like has to look at his mailbox, which I, I guess is not like the bear family. It's just nope. Papa Q Bear. So it's just for <laughs> right. him. I noticed that too. Like, what's that? You got, you got a wife. <laughs> I carved this tree out myself i'm putting my name in the mailbox <laughs> that's right it's a very patriarchal bear let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> uh, the voice of papa is ron mcclarty who is also the narrator of all of these bernstein bear specials and while he was an accomplished actor he was arguably a more accomplished narrator of audiobooks including fear and loathing in las vegas wow so imagine that narrator's voice narrating fear and loathing in las vegas <laughs> Which is also in rhyming couplets. People don't know that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I would tell you about more, but this podcast is not sponsored by Audible, so I won't. Uh, Ron McClarty's acting credits include regular characters in Spencer for Hire, The Return of Jezebel James, Additional Voices in Courage the Cowardly Dog, and one time he played Fred Trump. Fred Trump. That would be Don's father. Oh, wow. Interesting. Which might explain, I have all the answers. I'm very smart. <laughs> I think I caught that he was in Cop Rock. Cop Wait, Rock? He was in Cop Rock? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, I missed that one. The short-lived musical cop show. Yeah. Wow. All right, homework assignment for everybody. Go watch Cop Rock again. <laughs> That's right. I didn't realize uh, while watching it, of course, that he voiced the narrator and Papa Bear. And when I found that out, I was a little flabbergasted because they're very different voices. So good for him. Yes. Um, Yeah. Like, I I, I think the the narrator is is a great narrator voice, you know, so it makes sense that that's like his bread and butter. That's what he's been known for. Mostly Um, the Papa Bear voice is real weird. (laughs) So he was making some choices. (laughs) (laughs) So after this song, we skip from fall to winter, and it's back to brother being lonesome again. Two of his three friends are hibernating. You know, the thing I most associate with bears. (laughs) The bunny's still out and about, but brother can't keep up with him, and mama and papa go out to bring him as this blizzard picks up. And I like the snow here. They kind of laid video of heavy snow over top the animation, and I liked how that turned out. Hmm. I didn't notice that. That's cool, though. It's one of those, I feel like they did it in Rudolph, too, where it's just uh, throw 
shredded paper at the camera and overlay it. <laughs> uh, but it works great. So now we're inside Mama and, and Papa's house trying to figure out why it's still winter. Papa checks the paper, turns on the TV. And first off, there's the joke that the TV snow is real snow that comes out of the TV and blows into Papa's face. That's cute. <laughs> I like But can we talk about this tiny antique TV they have? <laughs> yeah, I was like, it looks like a little uh, old-timey radio. It does. It's got yeah. a round monitor. <laughs> and I'm not talking round edges. I mean, it's perfectly circular. Yeah, it's it's like it's kind of like like almost it, it's like you said old timey but also kind of almost like space age as well you know like yeah like a few it's it's how they might design a futuristic television right <laughs> you're still living in the 80s and didn't realize where televisions would actually go yeah on just little round portal that's perfect actually that's a perfect description <laughs> of it it's set in this bell-shaped sort of set with one knob at the bottom i'm fascinated by this old tv <laughs> And it appears to be on the mantle, which is very functional. Yes. So that's there to make our parents feel old. <laughs> Here's something to make us feel old. Papa's looking through a mountain of encyclopedias. <laughs> Kids, Wikipedia used to be printed in a set of 20 to 30 very large books that you would have to order or go to the library to look through. That's right. Or in later years, uh, on a on a... DV or a CD ROM oh, in Carta, Papa Cheer, yeah, in Carta, baby. <laughs> wow, there you go. <laughs> uh, but Papa finally concludes the seasons are stuck, and here we go. Papa goes into this sugar trance, <laughs> thinking about Easter. Absolutely. Okay, so I want to talk about this because I, when I was rewatching today, I was like, oh, like Brother Bear's asking, like, what is Easter? And, you know, I, I'm I'm not a religious person myself, but as a kid, I was I think this special almost might be the reason why I associate Easter with chocolate and candy and never with any religious stuff. Um, <laughs> because Papa Bear's reaction was like, oh, yeah, Easter's all about those sweet, sweet goods, baby. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, OK, cool. His eyes and nose are morphing into decorated Easter eggs. And that picture has stayed with me for decades. You're right. It, remi it reminds me of Garfield at Halloween going candy, 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 candy. <laughs> yeah, I found it fascinating knowing that the Berenstein Bears these days are an overtly religious thing. That they're like Papa Bear's idea of Easter is just like candy cavalcade. And then we go into Mama's and it's very like pagan rites of spring rebirth and not a single method like mention of anything religious whatsoever it's just candy and you know robins yeah was well, it's apparently uh their son mike bernstein who's now taken over the family business who apparently found jesus so a lot of that is attributed to mm. him and he got his mother's blessing to yeah go ahead do whatever you want i'm retired <laughs> yeah create a bear jesus that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> But but now they're both gone, so it's just him, and it has really ramped up. You see a lot of more religious tone into a lot of these newer Bernstein Bears books. So that's what that's about. His parents' shameful pagan representation of Easter from the <laughs> early 80s. <laughs> uh, 
Though Mama Bear is here to to snap Papa out of the sugar trance. Uh, and Mama Bear is voiced by Pat Leisinger. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, she has seven credits on IMDb. Five of them are as Mama Bear. Wow. The others are a single episode of the Bob Newhart Show and three episodes of Dark Shadows. <laughs> wow. Pat Leisinger. Good for her. Uh, and Mama Bear is here to sing us a song about springtime and rebirth. Which is very short. Yep, yes. gets right to the point. <laughs> it's a new beginning, a warm sun melting, snow and ice, bringing forth crocus, tulips, edelweiss. But again, it just, it kind of s- skims that line where it, it doesn't get overtly religious, but... You could use that as a talking point if you're a parent who really wants to go down this road and use a cartoon to do that. She also says, uh, like in her in, in the song, she says like Edel Edel Edelweiss, or Edelweiss. <laughs> yeah. Which I I still to this day don't I don't what is that because I I know it like isn't it like a song from a, a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical or something? That's all I know about it. Sound of music. It's flowers on mountaintops, right? Right, flower? that's the one. Yes, yeah. it's from Sound of Music. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think it's the type of flower that grows on mountaintops. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Then. I hope I'm <laughs> right. <laughs> I always, I always thought it bit like I don't know. I assumed it was a uh, like some kind of term relating to rebirth and that kind of thing because she just said it, my recollection anyway. She just says it in the song like she's like you know, uh, re- spring is great, Easter's coming, Edelweiss. Yes. And I was like, hmm, why'd you just throw that in there? Uh, yes, it, it is a white flower that grows uh, in the Alps. So that's why it's in The Sound of Music. And that's why the song is the first thing that came up when I just Googled it now. Not the flower. <laughs> right. And Mama Bear's also here to tell Brother that this year you'll have an extra special Easter surprise right as Brother Bear falls off her lap. Wonders, how can that be? Who's driving? Oh my God, Bear's driving. How can that be? Here's another big moment where Brother's mystified by the incredible shrinking lap and Mama and Papa just give that loving look to each other. This is going to happen a few more times in this special. We had Papa kind of make his face when uh, Brother asked him, where do we come from? (laughs) A lot of these just quick animation bits for the parents. Then Papa says it's time to go back out into the snow to see Boss Bunny wiggle his ears. (laughs) Which Bear Country officially uh, begins springtime with this. Do they not have a groundhog? They should get a groundhog. <laughs> yeah, the, again, <laughs> the implication here is that the seasons don't just happen. But this magical bunny rabbit needs to allow spring to come forth. Yes. Uh, which I find fascinating. That they're like, spring is not coming because the bunny it, it has quit. The bunny has quit and he is sleeping in his home. He doesn't want to do Easter anymore. So we won't. It's going to be winter forever now. Yep. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> we live we live in a hell now. <laughs> yeah. Like they're all immortals living in a time loop. <laughs> oh, dear. One papa, one mama, one brother. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> no further explanation, just a note 
nailed to his mailbox post and brother's now in tears because what about my Easter surprise? The one I found out about 60 seconds ago. (laughs) Meanwhile, the other grown up bears are out here in a crowd starting to whisper to each other. I hear he had a problem with fermented carrot juice. I heard he had a problem with fermented carrot juice. (laughs) Really? Cartoon for children? <laughs> They're saying the Easter Bunny is an alcoholic. <laughs> Easter Bunny's a drunk purple monkey dishwasher. <laughs> Grown ups are terrible, kids. Pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> the Berenstain Bears Easter surprise will return after these messages. Hi there. Hi there. Very good. Very good. I'm Morgan the Mockingbird. I want to sing with flavor like Kellogg's Plump Juicy Raisins. Raisins? Raisin brand so pleasing. I ripen two scoops of raisins for every box as part of this nutritious breakfast. Two scoops of raisins. Two scoops. Two scoops. We uh, said that. We uh, said that. Two scoops. Two scoops. <laughs> we now return to the Berenstain Bears Easter surprise. Back home, Mama's comforting brother who gets kicked in the nose by her stomach. And we just let that happen and move on, but it's fine. We quickly forget about it because we're about to witness Papa go into a very disturbing looking fit. Like when the Grinch gets that wonderful, awful idea, but when Papa gets a wonderful, awful idea, he apparently becomes wide eyed and shaky and starts having laughy, laughing fits. <laughs> what is happening? He's gone insane. <laughs> Because he can't get his chocolate. (laughs) So the idea he gets is to become the Easter Bunny. And here comes the song. I'll be the Easter Bunny. I can do it, my dears. The first thing I'll need is slightly bigger ears. Yep, best song. Uh, Number one hit on the charts that year, I believe. (laughs) This one's actually kind of two songs mashed together to make an even better song, or as I like to call it, an Emmett Otter special. (laughs) The first half is Papa Bear singing about, I'll be the Easter Bunny. I'll build a whole candy factory out of a chicken coop outback. And he goes all out, ties carrots to his head to resemble bunny ears, dips some broom straws in honey, and sticks them to his face for whiskers. He's a method actor. Uh, And he Tops it off with his own bunny hop. His his bunny hop, hop, hop. Pardon me. <laughs> uh, which brings us to the second half of the song. If you want something done, then do it yourself. Just take your spit and polish down on the shelf. This is the most motivational song of my lifetime. Sorry, Jeremy. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, his like his whole contraption that he creates as well is uh, like I know it's okay. Listen, I know it's it's a cartoon. It's for kids. It's it's kind of a montage esque uh, experience here while this song is going on. But he, it's insane what he creates in the span of like two minutes. <laughs> a whole conveyor system. There's like a shoot where the the chickens are stuffed in. So they spit their eggs out. Steady egg supply. Uh, it's it, and then, of course, the Model T comes into play and uh, it's just it's bananas. <laughs> it's 
it's this whole big Rube Goldbergish machine that's hooked up to the Model T, kind of a crank in the front. And you can guess what happens next. The whole thing works for maybe 10 seconds before it all falls apart. Yeah, the classic tune trope of he winds something up and then gets pulled into the gears of his machine. Yes, the, I have almost that exact sentence written. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is really a classic tale of, uh, you know, flying too close to the sun. Papa Bear's an Icarus type. Hoisted by his own card. That's right. <laughs> I also put at the back end of the song, like they have barely animated the mouth at all. They're just hopping along with an open mouth. Yep. And hopping's hard to animate. Hop, hop, hop. Yeah. But then uh, we get to see him get candy striped and squirted with whipped cream. So not a total loss. <laughs> and then we cut to Brother Bear wandering through the snow again when along hops his friend Bill Bunny finally wanting to play. Hi, Brother Bear. Wanna play? And the voice of Bill Bunny is Zachary Danzinger. And this is his last of three credits to his name. He had a small role in a 1977 movie called Danny about a girl and her horse. And he was a kid in something called Mr. Mike's Mondo Video by Saturday Night Live's original head writer, Michael O'Donohue. And that's apparently this series of vignettes, and it's got Dan Aykroyd and Gilda Radner and Jane Curtin, Bill Murray, Carrie Fisher's in it. I've never heard of this thing. I almost want to watch this now. (laughs) Anyway, Bill Bunny wants to play, but brother tells him he has to find Boss Bunny, and as luck would have it, Boss Bunny is Bill's father. What are the odds? (laughs) Yeah, you'd think you would have mentioned that at some point previous to the events of this film well the thing about bunnies is they're very good at making up a lot of other bunnies <laughs> very true but bill takes brother to his dad's factory through a secret trap door to the center of the earth yep standard stuff yep <laughs> and now can we talk about the easter bunnies dark nightmare factory out of a horror movie <laughs> I'd forgotten about this part. And when I saw it again, I was just like, ah, his creepy factory. I forgot about it, too. (laughs) Uh, And it's not really scary. Just they were probably going for a bit spooky. They opened this giant creaky door set in a stone wall with stalactites hanging from the ceiling. We hear water dripping in the background. Mice are on the floor. There's a cat sleeping until Bill steps on his tail. That's spooky scary. I didn't like it. <laughs> I just love that we're in the middle of bear country, and yet there's like this entire industrial like scene from Metropolis, like underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so hold on. So it's called bear country, yet there are clearly other animals that live here. Are the bears even bears fascists? Oh, no. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> well, they do, pa- like, the only other animals they pass are like halfway through the forest so maybe bear country's on the edge Mm, mm, that's fair yeah to that point the easter bunny's got his whole operation underground (laughs) that's right (laughs) and yeah okay so who who's the voice of the easter of boss bunny aka the easter bunny it's bob mcfadden all right sonny state your business spit it out what's this intrusion all about Cause that's like, I, I don't know if he necessarily is the same actor for this type, 
but this is such a classic like style of voice uh voiceover you know character with the whistling like gopher from winnie the pooh <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's definitely it's he's doing a voice here he's doing that style of voice bob mcfadden's yeah. probably his most recognized credits is he's snarf and thundercats Oh, and he was Frankenberry. Oh, the Frankenberry, the Frankenberry. Wow. And I've mentioned him here before. He was a Rankin Bass regular for a while, um, but later in Rankin Bass work. So he was like in the life and adventures of Santa Claus as Tingler, the sound imp. And he's in the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold as St. Patrick. Wow. Yeah. When I looked him up, I was like, I know I know that voice from somewhere. And it turns out it was it was Tingler. Yep. Which is a seven voices in and of itself. Right. <laughs> but before we see him, we, we just see this series of assembly lines. One boiler unit has buttons and dials forming the shape of a rabbit's eyes and nose. Another is a giant bat shaped like a baby chick and a little wing on the side and feet on the bottom. But when I was a kid, I couldn't tell that was a baby chick. All I saw was giant, horrible face. <laughs> and I couldn't understand why there was a giant horrible face in the middle of the Easter Bunny's laboratory. <laughs> it freaked me out. And only upon pausing it at this time did I realize, oh, it's a chick because it's Easter. Oh, right. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But all of this stuff has cobwebs growing on it. It hasn't been turned on or thought about for months. And at the end of this underground candy bunker is a door shaped like a bunny's head. And I thought, Playboy logo. <laughs> because it's basically that if it was facing forward and looking at you instead of off to the side. What could be behind the door? It's Boss Bunny in the saddest office ever. Yeah, just like a, a bench. Just a bench. He doesn't even have a bed that he's sleeping on. The room's almost completely empty except for Boss Bunny sleeping on a flat, bare wooden shelf and a pillow. And that's it. This is why he has back problems. Right. Yeah. What? <laughs> you, th you'd, you wonder why he's complaining about his his gig, as it were. And it's like, well, you spent all your money on your uh, your factory and nothing on your home comfort. Right. You gotta pay yourself first, man. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Get a nice bed in there or a couch. Futon, maybe. Casper mattress. <laughs> there you go. Casper mattress. Even some hay. Put some hay down. That's uh, my understanding. That's what rabbits like to sleep on. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's this sassy old Easter bunny who tells Brother Bear, who cares about Easter and spring is a bore. And then he sings it. Who cares about Easter? And spring is a bore. I'm fed up to here, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Not gonna take it anymore. Yeah, and also it should be should be noted he's saying this to his son. <laughs> yes, he did. Good point. <laughs> he's like, shut up, son. I'm not doing this anymore. Don't fall into the same trap I did. <laughs> <laughs> you also, he goes into a song that he's complaining about his workforce. The Easter Bunny's anti-union. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. They want raises. Uh, he was very perturbed by that notion. Um, it was also, I think, a pretty great uh, 
Darth Vader-esque reveal that uh, Easter Bunny is Bill's father. I just want to say, you know, that uh, man, that was that was the twist. That was a twist for me. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. (laughs) Chekhov's rabbit. I like this song, though. I, I like just because we have sassy Easter Bunny singing it. He really makes it his own. Now, again, th- these songs were so un- unmemorable to me. I just watched it. Can you hum a little bit of the Easter Bunny song? <laughs> oh, <me>? dear. <laughs> Who cares about Easter? Right, and right. spring is a bore. <laughs> well done. Wait a minute. Is that is that Don- Bob McFadden? <laughs> <laughs> It was I almost heard Paul Bob. Lind. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I I remember this song after hearing it again. I'm like, oh, yeah. Right. But it's definitely no, if you want something done, then do it yourself. Of course. But spoilers, they turn it around and basically make it the theme song of this special. Where it's please care about Easter. Right. It's a it's a it's an inversion. Yes. Well, he he like he's basically like, all right, now that I've told you all why Easter sucks, get out and then sees the sun. And it's like, all right, I like nature. (laughs) The whole special is about seasonal affective disorder. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It just made a window. (laughs) Yeah, don't maybe you shouldn't live in a basement. No, Uh I I say as I as I sit in my basement. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sun's out. Rainbow stretches through the sky, but it's one of those off model rainbows where the colors are out of order. (laughs) I don't know why they do that. There's a clear pattern. I really hope someone got fired for that blunder. (laughs) But that rainbow is all it takes for Boss Bunny to snap out of his funk and he immediately starts doing backflips to show us, hey, I'm better now. Yeah, he he Willy Wonka is it. He does. <laughs> so I kind of feel you're right. I kind of feel like he got seasonal depression here, not to make light of that, but it seems like that's what happened. He got tired over that. Yeah. Let sad set in. So instead of getting therapy, he just hold himself up in an empty room with no bed. <laughs> Please don't do that, people. <laughs> Reach out. People care about you. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. You won't feel better in an instant like the Easter Bunny, but I hope you do someday. But it's still helpful. Uh, All he needed was some light therapy, turns on the factory switch, and his massive workforce of bunnies show up out of nowhere. Give him a salute and get to work on the assembly line. And here's where the song switches to please care about Easter, look forward to spring. All right, you bunnies. It's Easter time. So hop to it. We get to follow Bill and Brother Bear as they catch the conveyor belts of eggs and chocolate bunnies get decorated down the line before we cut to Brother waking up Easter morning in his bed in his clothes he wore the day before. And Mama calls him out of bed for his Easter surprise. And the first thing we see is a very large basket of jelly beans, a chocolate egg, and a bunny. But the real surprise for him, at least not for us, is a new baby sister. A little baby bear. Who punches him in the nose like babies do. <laughs> they do, though. All three of mine have punched me in the nose at one point or another. Well, they got to keep you in line. Yep. <laughs> 
I love the shot of him looking into the crib and all you see is like a disembodied foot and hand that's just moving in like <laughs> like you don't have to reveal it quite that slowly. We know what's going on. Now, I don't know about you guys. Do you guys uh, do you guys have siblings? Yes. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh younger siblings, I guess I should ask. Yes, I'm the oldest. Okay. Yep, younger. Okay. Um I don't I have a younger brother. I don't remember his birth. I don't you know, that was too long ago. But if if my parents were like, we have a special surprise for you and it's a, a little baby, I would be probably horrified and disappointed. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I wanted it. I wanted a Hot Wheels or something. I don't know. I was a, I was a bad little kid. <laughs> where's my chocolate bunny? Yeah, where's my chocolate bunny? This <laughs> <laughs> is for me. My siblings and I are all adopted, uh, and my brother and sister were both born in South Korea, so we had to go to the airport in New York to pick them up as babies. Oh, wow. Yeah. So That's, that's a very different experience. Though. Yeah, it, it's very different, uh, but also, <laughs> it's not a very good way to say, we have a surprise, but you have to go to the airport in another city. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's at LaGuardia, sorry. <laughs> But yay, we're told brother won't be lonesome anymore, and he asks Papa one last question. <laughs> you may ask me any question. Where did the baby come from? And he passes it off again. The, uh, ooh, that, that one's for your mother. Yeah. He short circuits his father's brain again. Again. <laughs> uh, and in completely unrelated news, Mama's got her lap back. <laughs> and they close with that. <laughs> they sing us out with please care about Easter and that's it <laughs> that's it <laughs> the true meaning of Easter your mom getting her lap back yeah and you'll never know why because your father <laughs> mom gets her lap back but loses a sleep schedule oh dear yep <laughs> oh uh, final thoughts about the Bernstein Bears Easter surprise Having not watched it in so long, I truly, really still enjoyed it. Like, you know, I don't know that I'm going to make it a holiday tradition, but I I thought that the kind of janky animation was really charming. Um, and, you know, having watched it so much as I was when I was a kid, the stuff that's drilled into my brain is still it was nice to see it again. Okay, I'm, I'm with Alan that I think the very fancy representation of what Easter is like the elaborate Fabergé looking eggs and the, you know, the candy and everything. I think that kind of affected my idea of what Easter is supposed to look like as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that it's, uh, it, it, it is, it is charming. That's, that's the best way to describe it. Uh, it's definitely not one. Cause there's a lot of like holiday specials, uh, things in general from my childhood that I will watch, you know, as an adult and be like, Oh, like this is a fun thing. Um, that I can still enjoy, even though I know it's not, I'm not the target audience anymore. Um, but there's a lot of things like this that are more in the lines of, I'm not the target audience and it shows <laughs> like, you, you know, it's very evident that I'm not the target audience. Like it's yeah. very cute and very like, I, if God forbid I ever had a child, I would <laughs> happily show them this, but I would, you know, it's not something I would want to watch again personally. Um, it was a fun, it was it was a fun nostalgia trip though. Like I said, just remembering that one song and having it actually play out, uh, rather than just in my brain was, uh, was fun. I forgot he put carrots as his ears. That's weird. <laughs> so did I. 
<laughs> That's the first thing he says. And for some reason, I can't remember that detail, but it was a good it was a good feeling to hear if you want something done to do it yourself again. And it should be noted as well that somehow by attaching those carrots to his head, he develops uh, a way to move them like ears. Yeah, <laughs> like, they wiggle. So some, some weird sorcery going on there, Papa Bear, but carrots don't do that. <laughs> also, like one thing I I had as I was watching the intro when it's just showing the credits mm-hmm. is all the all the names. You mentioned some of them, like the voiceover artists and whatnot. But like uh, the names were crazy to me, <laughs> like all the weirdo names, uh, all the ones you mentioned as the, the voiceover talents. But then uh, uh, directed by Mordecai Gerstein yep. and Al Kuzel. <laughs> I was like, those are some names. <laughs> Mordecai. Mordecai. That's a great name. Like, it's not used enough. No. Me. Bring it back. <laughs> well, you can watch this online on YouTube on the official Bernstein Bears YouTube channel. It's a little over 24 minutes, but it's a fast 24 minutes. Uh, but thank you both again for talking with me about this one. This was fun. Absolutely. This is, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing it. And if people want to hook up your old car to a candy machine, where can they find you on the internet? Emily. Well, they can find me on Instagram at MLE Rally if they want to see pictures of my pets and not much else. <laughs> <laughs> and Alan. Uh, yeah, you can find me. Uh, I, I do. I do trivia uh, currently online. Um, so, you know, listeners anywhere can maybe join if they want. Uh, <laughs> uh, YYC trivia on Instagram if you want to look into that. But uh, I also host uh, uh, my own podcast called uh, Two Bad Neighbors. So it's a Simpsons podcast. Uh, we are covering seasons one through ten. We're currently on season ten. So we're almost done. And we have a new project that will happen after that wrap. So oh. which we haven't announced yet. Um, but, uh, bad neighbors pod on all the socials. Uh, if you want to check any of that out, please do. I can't recommend it enough. I was honored to be on a few years ago about one of my favorite episodes, March, be not proud. Uh, but if you haven't listened, it's worth going back and following along. Uh, thank you both again. This was so much fun. Thank you. Thanks. And if you want to find out more about all the tangents we hopped along today, check out the show notes or find the episode at adventcalendar.house. You can follow me on Twitter at FallWestMike and at AdventCalHouse. Tune in next time in a couple of days. Until then, for Alan Johnson and Emily Rowley, from my underground candy bunker at the center of the earth, this is Mike Westfall saying, well, the icy patch melted, so watch out for that puddle, you bunnies. Pop it up, pop it up, pop it up. (laughs) And now, these messages. What do two poets who are Christmas geeks do when they get together? They get drunk and argue about Yuletide Lit. It's time to get lit for Christmas. Join us as we open the liquor cabinet, grab a book off the shelf, and have a little boozy conversation about what warms our chestnuts and makes us holly and jolly. Find out the best screwdriver to scrooge with, 
get the recipe for Gift of the Magi Mojitos. Enjoy a little Peppermint Patty Polar Express. Everyone's welcome at this party. It's time to do some Jingle Bell Jello shots and talk about the great, and maybe not so great, works of Christmas literature. Hurry up! The fireplace is roaring and Bing Crosby's crooning. We're two drinks in and the spirits of Christmas past, present, and future are flowing. Grab a cup of cheer and find a place on the couch. It is time to get lit for Christmas. Next time on the Advent Calendar House... Everyone's happy except Murray Weiner, owner of Murray's Holiday Diner. Murray is grouchy and cranky and crabby, nasty and ghastly, obnoxious and flabby, ill-tempered, ill-natured, malevolent and... All right, they get it! <laughs>